Okay, well, welcome back to What's Your Favorite Scary Movie. I'm Sarah. I'm Verona. Caught you like a little off guard there, my mistake. Um, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about Saw 3, which is, I think, both of our kind of personal favorite out of the franchise. Um, it's definitely the horniest installment of the Saw franchise. The most homoerotic. Which is really saying something. Very sexually charged movie, but it also is like the movie that has the most amount of characters that just do not fucking like each other. Like alliances not formed in this movie, but for some reason, the most chemistry. It's like there's just so much passion in their hatred. How can you not have chemistry? Are you kidding? Look at Shawnee Smith and tell me you wouldn't have chemistry with that woman. Ugh. I love this one because it's so Amanda centric. Like each movie, we get more and more of Amanda in the first three, at least. We get more and more Amanda, um, and I love that, but especially in this one, because not only do we get, like, her as the mastermind, but we also see her in such a vulnerable position where she's, like, struggling with her own feelings and trying not to let them get in the way because she knows that it will, like, it's life or death with John, and she knows that, like, if one wrong move and he's dead... And then she has nothing to live for. And she doesn't know that this is also a test for her. So she also dies. But in her brain, it's more just like about John. And so that's why she's putting up with Lynn. Another reason why I really like this one is because I think this was sort of the movie where the long game started for the franchise. where Because it kind of always was there. There was always bits and pieces. But um, this is kind of where the intense progression into like a longer plot begins. And I also think that kind of in a sense, for that same reason, this is sort of where they started losing people. Like this was the last one where there were more kind of casual viewers. The viewers that were saying, oh, fuck yeah, is it Halloween again? I guess there's like a new Saw movie coming out and going to it. I think that four kind of, it seemed like dipped in terms of casual viewers and it was less of a movie that you would just go see for brutality and gore and like to have a kind of crazy over-the-top experience and started being more of a procedural longer mystery. I think that's why it lost a lot of people but I that's really why it took me in because like the first three are my favorites like I love them so much Lee Winnell I love you um but I love how much smarter each movie got almost like not that any of them are like dumb or not smart but they just continue to like up the stakes and like drag this out and like unwind this long like this long story throughout now 10 movies it's going to be um and I just really love that like I this is a franchise that truly never feels like none of the movies ever feel out of place even though people hate Spiral, it does not feel out of place <laughs> such a, in this. Such a low blow. People hate a lot of the Saw movies. You just had to go right for my heart and be like, yeah, so people don't like the one you like, but... But, like, you know what I mean? Specifically, people were saying, like, Spiral does not fit in the Saw, in the Book of Saw. And I was like, Spiral kind of is the entire, like, thesis of the Book of Saw, almost. Like, for me, I am very loyal to the Saw and Scream franchises, obviously. Other franchises... 
I have dipped my toe into, like Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think they're consistent. I don't think they're good in the way that Saw is. And Saw, even when it changes writers, directors, cast, whoever, it feels like it feels like they all know where the story is going, even if they don't. Yeah, even if the audience doesn't necessarily like one of the Saw creators' takes on something, it's hard to deny that they get it. You can tell that they all genuinely love the Saw movies and what they've created and want to continue and, like, not so much one-up each other, but just continue building off the backs of each other and, like, staying very consistent and true to the franchise. Whereas other franchises, I don't see it that way. It doesn't feel like a labor of love. It feels more like, how many sequels can we pump out with this horror icon and just keep it going? Who really cares? We, I, I can't remember if this was last episode or the episode before, if it was the Saw 2 or the Saw 1 episode that we were talking about it. It must have been Saw 2, but um, we were kind of talking about there's this difference between Hoffman and Amanda and like other disciples and stuff um, where you can always, like they always have a cool personal reason for whatever it is and their motives are always, um, or not their motives rather, but like what inner desire really pushes them to kind of get under each other's skin like the they're always pissing each other off all the disciples all of the um all the apprentices are always kind of at each other's throat and they're always going after something different and with amanda it was so like she had to be the favorite that's why she wanted to be the right hand man is because she needs to be the favorite whereas for hoffman it never seemed like he was deeply concerned with john's personal approval um and like a personal connection to the philosophy, it was more about the power. And this is, of course, where we get our big Hoffman intro. Triple E Cups Hoffman. Triple E Cups Hoffman. That man has a very- <laughs> That letterboxed review changed my life. He's a very <laughs> impressive chess. He has such a wonderfully developed character. What? <laughs> you said wonderfully developed. I thought you were going to continue That's so on funny. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Which is why no. I was like, oh no. No, no, no. He is a, he's a very well-developed character. Character. And um, he's, I think he's like a lot of people's favorite. I think that's like the, the consensus in Saw fandom. He's like everyone's, a lot, not everyone's, he's a lot of people's favorite. Big thirst for him in the fandom. I just, I'm confused. I just don't get it. It's not a train that I, uh, that I have a ticket for. So in this one, we learn that in the first Saw, Adam in the bathtub was kind of, with the key that goes down the drain when he gets up, um, we kind of learned that that was an intentional bit of sabotage from Amanda, that she made it almost unwinnable. She didn't make the whole thing unwinnable, but she took a big factor out of the trap, which was that Adam should have been able to ideally have just a little more freedom um, than Lawrence did. That he could have gone over to Lawrence and held him sexually. <laughs> held him like a <laughs> gentle lover. <laughs> that additional little piece, that's really interesting, knowing that Lawrence was supposed to kill Adam because giving Gordon a gun and being like, shoot the other guy that's tied up, that's a little easy in terms of killing someone versus if Adam was able to move around. Um, of course, the plot of Saw is like, how scary would it be if the only way that you could survive is to cut your foot off? So to find out that um, it was supposed to be a little bit easier than that, and Jigsaw kind of finds out about what Amanda did, and he's like, well, you made it difficult. Like, there's you made them cut their feet off, sir. What do you mean she made it difficult? So not counting that little bit of sabotage 
and not counting also the fact that Amanda, she also took Eric Matthews and she tossed him in the dilapidated bathroom and locked him in there and like blah, blah, blah. I don't really count that because that wasn't meant really, I don't think to be a trap. I think that was just attempted manslaughter. That wasn't, I don't count that as like an unwinnable trap because she really wasn't trying to test him. She was just like, go here and die. We do get our actual first unwinnable trap, which is the classroom trap with Troy, which is a favorite of yours, is it not? Ah, it is not. <laughs> it is, but it isn't. Um, number one, if I was in this trap, I would just wait for the bomb. I'm just waiting. That bomb shredded him. He looked like pulled pork after that thing went off. Didn't help that he's ripping appendages from his body, specifically from the Achilles heel. That's the one that gets me. I have to look away every time. I can't, I like close my eyes like this during that trap because freaks me out. I was, um, I was really enjoying watching it. It doesn't really, it doesn't gross me out that way, but I also looked away. Um, so neither of us watched that trap again. Um, I, I watched most of it, just not the Achilles heel. Yeah, part. you missed that. I also missed that because um, I noticed a little bit into the trap that he started drooling a lot. <laughs> so I stopped watching. <laughs> I love that that's what gets you. Like, you're like, I can watch him rip out his Achilles heel, rip out all of his different little... I just thought about it and my throat tightened up. <laughs> Please don't do this to yourself. <laughs> don't make unnecessary journeys. I... I hate saliva. I hate saliva. I hate you know. drool. I could literally handle vomit. I was just thinking, I was like, I can always watch vomit movies like and TV shows. It doesn't gross me out. Like It's just not something that um, makes me uncomfortable. Except I did recently last year watch, and I, I'm not, I'm going to say it really fast because <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Um, last year I did watch Peter Jackson's Bad Taste for the first time. And anyone who's seen that movie knows what I'm talking about. I'm not even going to get into it, but I that actually, that movie made me be like, oh, maybe I can't do vomit. That's all I'll say. I have not seen that, but Jesus Christ. I haven't even seen it. If you can't handle it, no. I was desensitized by, like, shock sites. That's the age that I am, by the way, without disclosing- Without telling anyone my age in numbers, I can say that I grew up in the era- I was very young in the era of shock sites, and so nothing really grosses me out much anymore, but I really just can't do saliva, and I'm- um, yeah, I love that that's what made you look away from <laughs> I was like, close your mouth. I know you have like a ring in it, but like, God, dude, clean yourself up. But rip it out first and <laughs> shut it. God. So you don't like that one very much, but it, the second unwinnable trap. I like it. But yeah, but it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the second one is my your favorite, favorite trap of all time. The angel trap. I love her. I'm literally going to get this trap tattooed on me. I have to set the record straight with this trap because apparently there's a pocket of people, misinformed people, who think that this is an unwinnable trap because Amanda gave Detective Carrie the wrong key in her acid bucket. That's not what the trap was unwinnable for. The key that she retrieved out of the acid was the correct key. It opened, it unlocked and opened the harness. The issue was that she would have to perform surgery to remove the actual trap out of her rib cage. Um, and the key just unlocked the harness that was kind of keeping it in place so that it wasn't just like hanging off of her. People really think 
that that's how, why it was unwinnable is because of the key. Yeah, because then when she unlocks it, she drops it, right? And everyone, it was the wrong key. It didn't fit. And she like dropped it. I was like, no, it, it, the harness, she opens the harness. And it drops. You see her, gets it open. She then starts to try to get out. And then you see her like kind of admit defeat. The realization like washes over her and she's like, wait, I couldn't have gotten out of this. No, it's in her fucking ribs. Like it's surgically implanted in there. Why do you think it opens like that? Because if it was if it was just attached to the outside of her ribs and it pulled open, she might she might die. But it would just kind of rip a lot of her skin off. Like she, yeah. Depending on how quick she got out, she might be able to get a little graft and be okay. But this movie has some of the coolest special effects, and I think that they are very underrated because so much of the movie takes place in kind of abandoned hospital room. Um, I think that since it's less focused on the bigger traps like it's got a more a more balanced focus um some of the special effects makeup kind of goes like unnoticed and unappreciated a little bit in a way which is like my gripe with every movie ever <laughs> one of the cool details that i like in this one is the the progression of her doing the trap regardless of how many times they would have had to reshoot certain shots and blah blah, blah and edit um the continuity as time progressed of Allison in the angel wing trap, the acid gets murkier and more red and then like thicker because it's like melting her skin into it and then she's bleeding into it, which is just like a nice little detail that they honestly didn't even really have to do, but. Yeah, this is my favorite trap. I don't care if it technically doesn't count. I, I think this movie has both of my favorite traps, like Amanda's and Jigsaw's, because I love the pig vat trap. I will get into it later after we finish the unwinnable ones, but wow. What a trap. What a trap. What a movie. What a fun little personal anecdote for me about maggots to tell later. Moving into the Lynn Denlin and the um, Amanda of it all. So a moment of really quick appreciation for Lynn's hair. I, I literally wrote that down because we were talking about it. What incredible hair that woman has. I want to like wrap myself in it and just lay there take a nap like a little bunny in a meadow Just take a nap like a little yeah like i want to be like this big shrunken down wrap me in it it looks very luscious and like soft and thick i would love to take a nap in her hair i love that the photo used for the shotgun collar is the same one that shawnee signed for you i'm so excited to have that to put in my little um collection i think she knew that what you what you were when i when i there's all the different options for photos and you showed me them and you said, which of these photos would you like me to get Shawnee to sign for you? And I, no hesitation. I was the one where Amanda's putting the collar on Lynn. Can you please get her to sign up for me? I did. And then she, and then I told her how Saw 3 was our favorite. And she was like, yeah, Amanda girls usually gravitate towards that one. And I was like, Amanda girls, I know what you are. I also have a note in here about Amanda's hair in this. Um, just because it looks so good. This is my favorite. It's the yeah, best. This Amanda is my look. favorite Amanda look. I really love her like progression, by the way. Like, because we first see her in the reverse bear trap where she has like heavy eye makeup that's like smudged. She has very thin brows. Like, her hair's still kind of long, but it's like, it's you got know, a bit messy. of like a wave to it. She's got like, I, if I remember yeah. correctly, does she not have streaks or is that just like she's got a whole like alt girl thing? I think happening. she does. And then, you know, we see her. In the police station, she has none of that on except for the scars on her face. And then we see her in Saw 2 where she has the shorter hair and the mascara running. But then we see her in this one and she looks incredible, like very put together. Like she's wearing makeup, but it's very like 
clean, natural looking makeup. Her hair is like styled and straight and like, you know, so I just like the progression. The vibe that you get from her is so dark, despite being so put together. Like she just has that like very dark, intense, scary feminine energy to her, which is like- Sinister. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so it's gorgeous. Sexy. It's sexy. It is so sexy. It's like the perfect vibe. That's my favorite vibe. So I like, I like a lot of, the Saw movies always give you like a little tiny bait and switch, at least somewhere in them that's like extra fun. I loved the, the big thing with Lynn and Jeff being married. Um, I liked that her, con they, to make it even more misleading, like, cause they could have just not told you that they were married until the end. Um, but almost to like stop you from putting that together, they have that moment in the beginning when she's with her boyfriend that she's having the affair with and they are arguing and she's stressed and she's on her way to the hospital to like work and she's always working and she never has time to talk to him about like what she's going through and she's dealing with this grief and then she's like well what do you want and he's like well i want she's like what do you want from me and he says a divorce because he obviously wants her to leave her husband for him but as the audience when you first go in you read that as them having an argument and then him being like you know that we're not working let's get a divorce so you think that he's her husband and then she goes to work and has like the shittiest shift ever um and has to save a little kid that's like just like her kid that died and then um that she couldn't save. The, yeah, and then she saves the kid. And then immediately after that, she gets kidnapped and put in a saw trap. And you're like, top 10 worst days that anyone could be having. <laughs> she gets asked for a divorce, gets like triggered as hell at work. Her boss like snaps at her and then she gets kidnapped and put in a saw trap. So, and I also love that they tie in the pig imagery, which they've done throughout all of the movies and they continue to do even through Spiral and hopefully will reappear in Saw 10 as well. The pigs mean so much in Saw. They are, they're symbols of Jigsaw's previous life. There's the philosophy of pigs as like a spiritual creature. They just, and then they just fit it in in ways that aren't necessarily like deeply important, but they're just like very cool, convenient ways to fit it in. Like um, there's the Chinese New Year festival for the year of the pig that's also being like celebrated in one shot of one of them. And um then, of course, in this movie, Lynn and Jeff's son had a toy pig that he was very attached to that we see a lot of shots of. Uh, most obviously, pigs are a symbol for the police, and um, that's used much more obviously, obviously, in, like, Spiral. That is just something that is, like, a common symbol. The pig toy that the son was really attached to is also shown in then in the scene with the incinerator and the pig vat trap, which is one of my favorite personal favorite traps. This was, I think, the one that Bowie really hated. And I tried to I tried to warn everyone ahead of time whenever I go to show them this movie. I'm like, I know you think this is gonna be like a gross movie because it's gory, and you're right, but I, I'm gonna I'm really gonna fucking shock you with this third one here. Um, when someone gets juiced liquefied pig poured on them to drown in. The little detail of it, like, being um, their son's favorite toy and, like, Corbett sleeping with it. Like, that's just such a good a good little detail to just, like, throw in there and just have it. I like that they use pigs wherever they can. It keeps the theme very consistent. Right, and it never feels too excessive, but it's always nice that they can just toss in, like, a little pig moment. I had, I used to have one of those pig face masks, but it was a really, 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 really cheap one from Spirit Halloween. Um, so like, it was like all hard and like not colored well and like really shitty. Um, so I went and I looked online to see if I could get a new one. 
I wanted to get a replacement maybe for to put on like a mannequin head and add to my my saw shelf and good ones like made by people who you know make them and make them nice and take good care of them and have a lot of like passion for what they do are obviously charging a reasonable artist wage which is like more money than I'll ever hold at one time in my hands <laughs> unless I'm like on my way to pay a bill. The freezer room I remember was one of those traps that like stuck with me for so long for some reason. I think just because like it is such a harsh way to die like you're cold, you're wet, you're naked, you're hanging and you're having freezing cold water and then that just keeps happening. That's like such a slow agonizing way to like die. But it was, it was so cool to me. <laughs> I always have like my stupid little trivia fact, as you know. My fun little trivia fact about the freezer room trap is that um, it is illegal to entomb an actor. So the body case that they made for her out of ice is actually two separate pieces, a front piece and a back piece. And then they had to put the back piece on to do the shots where you see her from behind and then take it off and then put the front piece on. Like she had to have her booty out if they're gonna put something in front of her because she can't be covered in something. The little weird laws are crazy. So yeah, they couldn't entomb her. So it made me appreciate the editing in that scene all the more. So the pig vat trap, he has to go through an emotional pain. He has to burn the like beloved possessions from his dead son and also like- Which like is very fucked oh, up. Oh yeah, like really. And it was also like Jigsaw was like, you, it's time for you to let it go. I'm like, that's actually not like a good emotional journey. I mean, maybe it is for some people, like maybe that would help some people, but like him keeping photos and like toys from his dead son is like not, not really like the uh, emotional stunted issue that <laughs> you're clearly making it sound like it is. Um, <laughs> hey Jigsaw, maybe you should have gone to therapy a little bit. Right. Jigsaw, bit, Jigsaw coming after this man for keeping photos Stones and toys from, from his child as if John didn't pretty much become Jigsaw when he lost his child. Like, talk about coping. Um, I wonder if Jeff had made it through his chest, if Jigsaw would have then tried to get him to become... Uh, like, I feel like, yeah, because then they could bond over the shared lost child trauma. I think that if he took to the message which he obviously did not and like no offense you know go jeff dear yeah. queen understandable why? <laughs> very understandable but i think if he had taken to that message i think that he would have been a really interesting apprentice um um so yeah the pig vat trap is my favorite i think that drowning is a very scary concept so the idea of drowning someone but instead of using water you're using liquefied rotting pigs that's <laughs> so beyond it really is twisted also, that is the meatpacking plant, is it not? That's where this whole trap is set up, is in the Gideon building, right? Um, so they re they reused the butcher one of the butchery like tile um, as, as the hospital room because it's you know it's easy to. Oh, keep that clean. makes sense. Because I was like, did they just build a little little hospital room right there? That makes sense. Yeah, it's in the it's in the meatpacking plant. So that's been uh, shut down for a long time. So when they pull out the the whole pigs. On the conveyor line, they've been there for a while um, in the warmth because obviously there's not much happening in that building. Um, they weren't hanging in the freezer when Jeff went in there. They just uh, took all the pigs out to put a naked lady in the freezer. So the pigs have been thawing out for a while. Um, and they are covered in maggots, which just like adds to the, the ickiness of it. 
they only made uh, a few of those pigs because they're very big and expensive and a lot of fucking work to make those giant fake pigs. So they just made a few of them and then they would put them on the line and like film them like coming out and then stop and like unhook them and put one in the back and like film them coming out more. The maggots were real and they just kept scooping them and putting them on the pigs and then scooping them off and putting them on the pigs as they needed to. I fucking love this trap. I think there's just something really symbolic about drowning a judge who is like, you know, part of the law with pigs. Like it's- I love how every trap in this is just like so gorgeous. They got a little gear happy here and there. It still is uh, very effective. The gears never went away after this. The gears were obviously in the first two as well, but holy fuck did they get gear happy in this one and then it, these are the steampunk of horror for the next <laughs> seven movies that are coming out. Um, I just think the next trap is so fucking cool. I really love that it's a reference to, or it's believed to be a reference to the Leonardo da Vinci, um, Vitruvian Man. I can't say that. But I love that this trap is believed to be inspired by the Vitruvian Man. I don't know if it actually is. Yeah, and then the last note I had on there was just about, um, Jeff having kind of another new version of traps. I think that I've really taken the Saw movies I, in a way and their creativeness, especially the first, the early ones, to... I've, I've taken them for granted because when I rewatch them, I'm like, oh, cool, like another trap where someone like walks through a house and faces their sins. But like that's... This is the first time they did that. So to watch them in order as they were coming out, they really did up the ante every single time. It just doesn't feel like it to me and like not in any way am I saying that like oh they didn't do enough because you know that I love these movies but uh I watch them out of order sometimes and I rewatch them here and there and then I watch them through in a weird order and I've kind of memorized all of them in a weird way so to go back and revisit them and try to see them through my eyes for the first time and only having the knowledge of what I previously have seen it really does like change my perspective on it a lot absolutely that's kind of what I've been trying to do too is pretend like this is the first time I'm watching it and all I know is the two movies that came before it or whatever. Um, and it's really helped because like, at, once again, we both have such deep love and appreciation for these movies, but like getting to watch them this way, I'm, I'm like mind blown the whole time, especially, especially this one, because like when it starts unraveling, like it unravels and there's like even more to it. Same with the, the last one, with the second one, like, like just remembering watching it for the first time and like seeing all these reveals and like not knowing beforehand was crazy and like we do kind of take it for granted because at this point we're at almost 10 movies we've seen them multiple times we've been through this ride so we're kind of like yeah then you think about like the first time or like someone who has never seen these experiencing them and you're like oh shit no like it's like god damn yeah that was like great when we were all texting, because I was so excited to watch them, like, as a big group, because you hadn't seen a lot of them in a while, and I hadn't rewatched them in, like, years at that point. Um, and the only one I'd seen had recently had been Spiral, because it had, like, come out, and then I was waiting for you guys. Um, yeah, that's the most exciting thing for me always, is showing the movie to someone else. I, I really and truly, if I show someone a movie that I really care about, I know people, are, like, have, are really back in, black and white on this issue, if they are glancing at their phone or whatever, I'm like, you know what? Everybody watches a movie differently. They might really and truly be focusing on this. Like, they might be just really good at, like, multitasking. Unless they're, like, fully not fucking watching the TV. I can hear, like, TikToks coming off their phone. I don't care. 
Like, you can check your phone, you can text, like, you can reply to Discord, like, I don't give a shit. Whatever you gotta do. When it comes to the Saw movie specifically, I am like, because I'm like, you're, you're gonna, you're missing it, you're gonna miss something. You're going to fucking miss something. Or you're not gonna get invested because you looked away. And now the reveal is, like, a reveal and you're still surprised, but, like, you don't really, you're like, okay, I didn't expect that. And then you're like, you move on, right? I'm like, you need to be, like, sucked into it. I need to rent out a movie theater. I have, I I have three notes total this time and (laughs) they're all spelled correctly the first one is uh one of john's lines that he says about lawrence i was his patient and he was mine i just think that's such a cool line because of the implications because in the implication you're like oh he was also his patient and i was like no he was mine not as in he was also my patient just he was mine i had him i had possession of him he was in my pocket he was my little puppet that's how I take it, and I love that line so much. Once again, everything that comes out of Jigsaw's mouth is so fucking metal, and I love him. I love that I'm so fucking dumb in terms of, like, the Lauren stuff. Now that I'm rewatching them, I'm like, how could I have been so stupid? It's been there. It's been there. I'm okay with them making a fool of me for that, because, like, that's fine. This wasn't, like, where, like, the writers are trying to make you feel stupid and shitty. It's just more like mind blown. That's all that that's what they want to achieve. It's just like your dick is blown clean off after you watch the movies every single time. Also, like they didn't just do this to fuck with you. Um, I've watched a lot of shows and movies and stuff where like the writers kind of throw something at you last minute because they truly in their hearts want to make you as an audience feel stupid. I like when a movie really does like sprinkle the stuff in for you and doesn't make you stupid for not seeing it they really did try to hide it but when they do show you they they're showing you because they're so excited they're like oh guess what we did and they like yeah. show you the cool twist <laughs> they're like in it with you they're excited for you as the audience because they like their audience and then have also left some stuff for you to enjoy when you go back and rewatch to see if you missed it and then you do feel like you're like oh i did miss it but you don't feel like they were messing with you exactly that <laughs> my my next point is just the entire characterization of Amanda in this and specifically in regards to her her like how she feels with Lynn she's jealous of Lynn because she thinks she's getting more attention than her because Jigsaw specifically requested Lynn Lynn's life is in Jigsaw's hands it's not in Amanda's hands even though she does put the collar on her Jigsaw is the one who said that he wanted her here Jigsaw is the one who masterminded all of this um and I think he kind of plays into that jealousy we can see it throughout the movie and so she thinks any attention that Lynn is receiving like is amplified because of that little bit of jealousy already planted and then him kind of like just fucking with it a little bit like it just sparks off a whole thing so she's like constantly ready to fucking kill her and is like if it was up to me you'd be dead but it's up to him and I need him alive so I need you to make him alive and it's also just like the desperation where it's like she has no other choice she has to kind of listen to Lynn later we see that moment of panic where she realizes like holy shit he's actually about to die I think he's having a seizure or something and like Lynn's holding him down and is yelling at her and is like I need this I need this and she's like you need to you need to like get your head in this like he's going to die and she has that moment of panic where she's realizing like oh fuck I do need to listen to her like I um it's really interesting because I think about your uh your love of Scream 2 because it's a Greek tragedy this Saw 3 is like very much like a Shakespearean tragedy where everyone's everyone's twisted together 
and then it explodes at the end. It's just very cool. Exactly that. And I kind of love movies that lead into that so much. Like I love movies that go complete tragedy route or like especially like a Greek tragedy like that's just so good or like Shakespearean like it's just so good because there's so many layers to it um and these characters are all so tragic already like they've had so much hardship in their life and then it all comes to this end because of each other but most importantly because of Amanda everyone in this scenario's life is in Amanda's hands and she's not like an ego driven character she's definitely like very obsessed with the attention that she has from John as we've talked about pretty extensively and you just kind of summarize really well but she's not like you don't see her as an egotistical character up until this movie because this is where she starts getting cocky and then like keeps getting knocked down a peg I mean to some people I think maybe you would get trapped once and then win and be like okay I'm cool I'm like invincible and then get to get trapped a second time you'd be like oh I'm gonna be paranoid for the rest of my life like now it's just gonna keep happening but I think that she's when she's explaining i think to lynn why she was trapped both times she's very like aware of exactly what the consequence like what why those traps were consequences why saw one and saw two were moments that she was in and so i think that because in saw three she doesn't think that she's been caught doing anything else wrong she's like there's no way like there's no way that her mind would even think that like she was in trouble for anything I don't even, at this point, she, uh, Hoffman's like relatively new, right? Yeah. And he leaves her that threatening note. So in her head, the only person that she needs to really be concerned about is Hoffman, which of course, this is not from Saw 3. This is something we learn was happening in Saw 3 later, later on. Yeah. But um, yeah, the only person she thinks she needs to be concerned about hurting her or threatening her is Hoffman, not John. He wouldn't do anything to put her in a bad situation because... He doesn't know that she's done anything or she thinks he doesn't but of course he reveals at the end of saw 3 that he knew a lot of stuff that ending reveal is just so good like genuinely and just like once again everything he says there is just so cool but like just as it like all is unwinding and he's like telling her like all of our fates are linked and like you made the choice so now you're dying she's dying i'm dying he's gonna die like we're all gonna die right now and it's because of you and it's because of your your issues and like especially because like she after she gets shot and she's bleeding out and like looking at him with such like a panicked look because she's expecting him to fix her again him to like bring her back even though she knows logically like that's not how it works like she got a fucking gunshot to the neck like she got shot in the neck and he's like catatonic halfway catatonic in a bed she's like oh he can't like he can't just get up and come solve what's happening here we are both dead yeah his doctor's dead so now he's gonna die because he's alone this old man who like can't even get out of bed he's alone in this room he's gonna die she's aware of that she's dying there's just jeff she's like not really concerned with <laughs> he's just there um yeah yeah and then I think Amanda's already dead when he kills John, right? Even in, like, the grand scheme when they do, like, the big traps like this, like, there's l smaller traps, but that make it a bigger thing. So, like, even though, yeah, this was Jeff's trap to get through all this, and then technically it was Jeff's trap to try and forgive the man who killed uh, his child, which we find out is because he kidnapped Corbett. Um, it's also Amanda's test to, you know... Yes, thank you. It's it's like there's just so many layers to it and it's just 
so fucking good. This is why this is my favorite Saw movie. And I made the correct decision of this one being my favorite instead of the second. Because I remember after we watched the second one, I was like, wow, this used to be my favorite. Like, it might still be. Uh, I'm going to wait till we rewatch all of them to figure it out. But no, after watching three, I'm like, no, I'm correct. This is my favorite. This is the best movie probably ever made. Ever. Okay, so for my trap from this movie that was my favorite is the pig fat trap. Um, always those traps where someone else is in control, like you don't really, it's hard to count them as like if you'd survive them or not. But um, the pig fat trap is my favorite trap. And my, my answer for the trap that I would survive in this movie is definitely the angel wing trap if it were a winnable trap, which might be like a cop-out answer, but if that were a real trap that you could actually get out of by doing what was asked of you, by putting your hand in a vat of acid and pulling out a key and then using it, I think that I could so do that. I can do the chemical burn moment. I could so get out of the angel wing trap. Well, it's funny because I just said the pig vat was my favorite trap. It's my favorite trap in terms of what the trap looks like and what it does. I think that that was probably the weakest, in my opinion, in terms of like the what the trap was asking of Jeff I just I not to be cold-hearted but I'm like that is not a real trap and it seemed very unrealistic that he could not burn like photos and stuff that his son owned to save someone from drowning in liquefied pigs once just to clarify yeah but I, I kind of understand why it would be hard for him because we see how he won't even let his daughter like touch his son's things so it's understandable why, like, he would have such a hard time letting go of this, uh, especially if it's the judge that ruled, you know, over the whole case. Like, that fully makes sense why he would just be like, yeah, fucking kill him, and then I can keep this stuff. Um, fully understandable. This one is hard to do, like, which one you wouldn't survive or, like, least favorite because they are all up to him. It's not even one of those ways, like, oh, work together and, like, get out. It's, like, it's fully his decision if you live or die. So this one is hard. Um, my favorite. The angel trap is my favorite, and we know this, but so is the pig vat one. Those two are my favorites. I love them. I also do think I could also survive the angel trap if it was winnable, because like you see the you see the vat of acid, it moves, which means she could have tipped at least a little bit of it yeah, out. Yeah, she tries, but it doesn't, it's like, steadied but like she's like pulling on it it looks like you could probably get a little out you could probably save at least part of your arm yeah that's what i'm saying like there's a, at least if you got even like that much out like that's a little bit less acid you have to go into um yeah just do that really quickly i also wouldn't keep putting my hand in and out and being like ow and then go that's just gonna make it worse just fucking stay in there grab it pull it out <laughs> just once stay in there um and then least favorite or like one i wouldn't do the classroom trap I would just sit there and wait for the bomb. Yeah. I would wait for the bomb. I'm not putting myself through that much pain when I'm about to feel more pain for like half a second before I die. That was a good call. I like it. Hey, I think that wraps up our Saw 3 episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please let us know which traps you think you would survive, which ones you think you wouldn't, which are your favorite, which are your least favorite. Any thoughts and feelings you have about this movie or Amanda Young herself, I have several on her. As always, you can find us on our link tree, WYFSM. 
You can find where to listen to the podcast. You can find our socials. And our official Twitter is WYFSM Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with Saw 4 next week.